All right. So, Megalad, welcome to your solo session again. Yeah, giving the people what they want. None of this other bullshit. <laughs> uh, so, it is the night of the day that you are quote-unquote hypnotized. You've got a couple of people looking you over, checking your eyes, which is hard to do because you, they're just big glowing blue eye-shaped things instead of like having a, any actual irises or whatever. At least that's how I've always imagined it. Sure, that's canon now. Okay, yeah. I mean, it's, it was up to you, but that's how <laughs> that I... Sounds fun. That sounds fun. Yeah, they're, they're big uh, blue orbs. Yeah. And so... Elaine goes, All right, so... Gary, uh... We're going to be taking you on a little mission now. Does that sound fun? Yeah. All right, um... Please step this way. And she, like, fiddles with one of her, the cufflinks in her suit, and a portal opens into what seems to be. I wouldn't say futuristic. I wouldn't say sci fi. It's slightly more, like, futuristic than modern day, but it's not, like, to the same level that you've seen, like, super scientist labs be. And uh, she steps through it. And inside, you see a bunch of people wandering around wearing those blue and gold uniforms. Okay. Uh, and she... Colin, uh, can I just interrupt? It's going to be a little difficult to roleplay if I can't remember how I acted when I was evil, so let's try I mean, and... like, it, it doesn't necessarily <laughs> have to be the same. Okay. It's the benefit of being mind-controlled in a different way. You could potentially acting in a different way. Okay. She goes, alright, uh, the locker rooms are down that way. Go and dress up how you feel. Uh, give, give yourself a little pizzazz. You don't you don't have to wear the normal uniform, because uh, you're, you're a special one. And when you're ready, uh, just head through those doors over there, and she points to a set of doors, and uh, we'll give you your mission. Okay. Sweet. I T-pose and flick towards the locker. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, obviously, you're going to be dressed in blue and gold. Um, so, here's my question. Do you want one of those cloth masks that have, all, like, all the cool technology going on inside? Or do you want, like, one of the legit helmets? So, what I do before I, I look... I look the uniform up and down... And then I concentrate a little and change my skin color to the and like aura, all that shit to gold. Okay. And yeah, I'll take. So remind me again what the cloth masks do. What they're um, they're basically like HUD masks. They give you like readouts on like your GPS location. They like help improve your aim and such. It's it's basically what. Switch's mask is, but in a cloth form, so it's easier to carry around and easier to, like, pull on and take off, and also it doesn't uh, set off metal detectors. Yeah, I think Switch was interested in getting one, so I'll take one, and if there's a spare, I'll try and pocket it. They already have one. Like, uh... Okay. What's his name? What's his name? Gave, uh, Arlen gave, gave one to them already. Okay, well, still better aim is always handy. Yep. All right. And then describe the rest of your outfit, because you don't have to look like the grunts. The leaders have a bit more say in what their suits look like. So it's a very traditional superhero costume, so it's sort of spandexy. The The main coloration is gold um, with a bit of, rather than dark blue, it's more of sky blue going on. No, there has to be a dark blue. It's the, there's just whole color unifying theme going on there. Oh. Sorry. Never, I, they don't, they don't give you Did options. you have to say which shade of blue? Yeah, it's the okay. shade of blue in the handouts. I've never seen it. I've not looked at the handouts, Colin. Here, look at this one. It's that, oh, it's that shade. That's, oh, that's... Oh, that's black. No, it's not. 
That's definitely that's black. A, that's a dark blue. I don't know what you're talking about. I, I'm looking at what is in front of me, and that's definitely black, mate. <laughs> your monitor needs adjustment, then. Your monitor needs adjustment. <laughs> I have two monitors. They show up the same color on both my monitors. Your monitor is the one that needs adjustment. Like, you anyway. when, when you post this... Oh, Christ, it go, when I switch between monitors, it changes from black to very dark. But okay, fine. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Mostly gold with a bit of blue, so it's kind of like a spandex version of that armor. I'm wearing a cape, of course, which again, gold with sort of a blue outline, blue trim, that's what it's called. And then for a logo on my chest, rather than my usual M. Uh, it's going to be their logo, which is a sword like surrounded by like some, I think olive, olive leaves. Okay. I think it's olive leaves. Yes, yeah, so like that's, that's non-negotiable, I'm sorry. So that, they they have a thing going on. Can I put a minor logo on the belt or something? No, the entire purpose is so that the people don't know who you are. I mean, they'll be pretty obvious. Okay, sure. So, so it's basically a spandexy version of their uniform because I don't really need armor as such. Okay. And once you've chosen that, I guess you walk through the door that Elaine told you to walk through. Yeah. All right. In there, you see five other figures. Three of them are dressed relatively similarly. They have the helmet on. They have this designed armor that sort of flows into like sort of a um, battle skirt situation. They've got their hands covered in like these gloves. And one of the figures, while also wearing that, is wearing like a duster that is also color coded to the uh, PDDL color scheme. And he's got also got like a gun at his side. You can probably tell from the conversation with Cassidy earlier. This is probably the thing identifying as Eskridge. Oh, so, so he gets a custom outfit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, the leaders get custom outfits and you get a custom outfit. You've gotten you do have a custom outfit, technically. I'm just saying. Yeah. The other two figures are dressed differently from Eskridge, Pelfrey, and um, Leonard Wright, you assume, are the other two. The third one is kind of rail thin. You can even tell through like the cloth mask that his face is also really gaunt. You can't make out any distinguishing features, but like you can tell this man is very rail thin, sort of wearing like an armored chest piece, and there's like a big swooshing like sort of trench coaty um part on the bottom and like his feet are covered in metal boots and the third one is also kind of wearing like designed armor but it's less flowy he's got like a hood on and like the top part of him is covered in more metallics parts but the uh bottom half is like mostly cloth and stuff and he looks like he's a strongman build. Like, he's got muscles, but he's also got that gut that shows that, like, he's not actually starving himself to look good. He's actually, like, eating it to maintain the musculature. And Eskridge sort of just, like, gestures for you to stand next to the other two. Okay. And there's a voice synthesizer going on, but if you've ever heard Eskridge talk, like, on TV, I think you may have... Did you have... No, I think it was no, the I've, old... No, I've never met the man. This this one hasn't think, met the man. Yeah, I think Mikalad, the old Mikalad, met Eskridge, mm -hmm. but the younger one uh, never did. So if you've seen him on TV, then you could probably recognize like the distinctive scratchiness of his voice from behind the voice modulator going, E-L-M, we have a mission for you three. In Halcyon City, you are going to infiltrate the DHEA headquarters and you are going to procure a certain device. And he slides over a picture and the two figures, E, who's the um, rail thin one, and L, who's the, sort of the strongman build, look over. And L's the first one to speak up and says, what is it? And Eskridge says, it is a device that will mask our teleportation a bit more effectively right now there's small traces that are while difficult to locate 
can still be located. This will upgrade our technology to the point where we will be able to essentially get away scot-free from anything that we want to do. E simply nods, L hands the picture to you, and it looks like it's something that you would plug the things that teleport you into and like basically swap out some of their hardware with some stu custom stuff that's going on inside. And L says, why wouldn't we be able to just do it ourselves? It would take a lot longer. This stuff rewires our current technology to be a little more efficient. L, you're on your normal scouting duty. L nods. E, you'll work with M to procure the device. Any questions? Do we know roughly where the device is located? No, but that's what L's here for. No further questions. Very well. M, please stay behind a little bit. E, L. And uh, E and L both get up and leave. M, I just want you to know you're going to be monitored very closely on this mission. Because quite frankly, I still don't trust you, even though C says that the mind control process worked. So do keep that in mind as you're doing this mission. Because if you fail to accomplish your objective, you won't be getting a second one. It's been a while. What are the terms of combat? Should we get into it? Lethal. We're sending a message. The current leadership of the DHEA is weak. We aim to make it stronger. Do you have any objections to that, M? No. Good. Dismissed. And when you step out, E and L are there waiting for you and they adjust some stuff on their gauntlets and a portal opens up to an area that looks fairly dark and they both step through. Okay. At that point, L looks over at E and says, you could use some light. And E holds out his hand and a little bit of flame appears above it. So he's a pyrokinetic of some sort. And uh, they walk through, they reach a spot on the wall where there's, it looks like a breaker box of some sort. And L goes over and sort taps on the wall and eventually just punches it hard enough that a hole appears. And he just grabs some of the wires that are behind it and goes still and says 83rd floor. And then E simply starts moving towards what looks like to be an elevator door puts his hand on it and it starts melting a hole in it. Can I see any signs of what floor we're on at the moment? Uh, you're in one of the basements. It says sub-level like three at the moment. So you've got quite a ways to go up which is why E is trying to take the elevator shaft route and he just moves over and starts like shooting his way up with his flames. Flying like Johnny Storm do. Okay. Are you following him? Uh, if he's going in the elevator, I say, E, take the elevator down the floor first. Uh, he's not going in. He's not going in the elevator. He he melted the door. Oh, he's going into the shaft. Oh. He's going into the shaft. Yeah. Oh, well, that's, that case, that's what I meant. Yeah, he's definitely doing what I want to do then. <laughs> All right. You fly up to the 83rd floor and he just sort of looks at you and then looks beyond the closed doors and you can do what you want at this point. Are you going to go in loud or are you going to scout ahead first? So he said infiltrate. And obviously I'm trying not to get into a situation where I'm going to have to find a way to fake killing someone or or actually kill someone. That I mean, that's a fail condition for me is killing someone. I'd love to see if there's a way to sort of... Is, are there any vents, anything we can get into that don't require us busting down the door? Go ahead and roll me notice. That's an eight. That's that's an eight. Oh, damn. You rolled all <laughs> I'd rewrite the world around me. <laughs> with an eight, you succeed with style because I didn't get a chance to tell you that this was a difficulty four. 
And so, yeah, there's definitely a um, vent up there. And you know what? With this success with style, normally air vents are not big enough for people to crawl around in because that's really silly. But you know what? With the success with style, yes, this one is big enough for people to crawl around in. I found the movie event. <laughs> Every building has one. All right. Oh, and I forgot to tell you, um, you three aren't alone. There's a bunch of, like, the grunts with you. There's obviously the melee and the ranged ones, but there's also ones with stealth suits that are here that are holding daggers. And there's also ones that look like the ranged ones where they don't have, like, any sort of weaponry, but they do have, like, these vials that they presumably inject themselves with and, like, just grow in size and become large. But you three are, like, the leaders of these, so you can call on them whenever. It's just right now they are sort of hanging back and waiting for the stealth portion of the adventure to be done. Okay. Well, in that case, up into the air vents we go. All right. So we've seen a picture of what this thing looks like. Yes. Does it look technological at all? Yes, it does. It's a, definitely a device that is built to make extremely fine micro adjustments to the technology inside to allow the teleportation to be less traceable. So it would definitely be giving off some kind of signal. Right. In that case, I'm going to do the thing I always do with anything that gives off a signal and try and identify the signal. All right, go ahead and roll. I think we use blast or do we use notice? For that? I use, I use notice because it's, it is another sense I have. Okay. Yeah. Go ahead and roll notice then. Uh, difficulty five. That's a one. That's a one. Do you want to spend a fate point and re-roll that? Because that's that's. Yeah, that's 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 a shit roll then. That's the point where they say, yeah, you should probably re-roll that. That's a two. Oh, that's a two. <laughs> I mean, it's not it's not really going to be much consequence to failing this roll, other than I don't know where it is. Con- there's going there is going to be a consequence if you don't succeed. The the consequence is that you're going to have to roll stealth because you're clunking around a lot in the air vents trying to find this thing as you move around in it. So it's difficulty five, so I need to spend... I need three aspects, and then I'll go down to two fate points. Yes. So are you going to take the fail and uh, have to roll stealth, or are you trying to work out which aspects you can use? I can't re-roll again, can I? You can re-roll again. Oh, this yeah. is burning so many but you need to, points. You need, to choose a, you need to choose a different aspect is the thing. Which aspect did you use for the first one, anyway? Uh, cosmic destructive power, and then okay. I think the only one I've got left that's applicable is faking, to like, faking it till I make it out alive. Okay. <laughs> All right, go ahead and uh, re-roll if you want. Ah, uh, fuck. Yeah, six. Okay, there you we did go. It. There you go. I, slap my, I just pat myself on the head a couple of times and then see really hard. <laughs> Sorry, this thing takes a couple of minutes to tune sometimes. He has not said a single word since you met him, and he just sort of keeps looking at you. But yeah, you eventually find it. The good news is it is in an area that you can see it from the vent, The bad news is the vents do not go directly into that room, and there's just a ton of people wandering around, mostly the science division of the DHEA in their lab coats and such, but there are a couple of generic troopers just wandering about, making sure that, like, nobody's sneaking in and trying to steal the important science shit that they're working on. But who would do that, steal science shit from the DHEA? No, that's impossible. (laughs) So what do you do? I turn to E and L and I say. Well, L's not there. Uh, L's still downstairs, but holding onto the wires. Um, is E still staring at me? E was staring at you because you were slapping your head like a moron, but he's not staring at you anymore now that you have stopped doing that. I was tuning. <laughs> I was tuning in. <laughs> I don't think we want a firefight on this floor. Let's draw the guards away. He nods and he turns around and he he like crawls backwards in the vent and goes down a couple floors and does something for you. And you suddenly hear the fire alarms going off on floor 81 and a couple of the guards start moving towards that way. Not all of them because 
there are protocols for this shit. And then uh, E comes back and just nods. You get the feeling that it's not that he set a floor on fire. It's more that he just triggered the sprinkler alarm and therefore everything else is going off. So he has not sabotaged the mission by burning a floor down yet. Okay. So what's that do to the guard presence? Um, it diminishes it, but it does not eliminate it. Like I said, it gets rid of most of the guard presence. They just want to make sure that this place is still guarded. Okay. I have a stunt called Moat that I rarely use. Uh, we kind of wrote it in a certain way about a mechanical effect. But I'm wondering. So what Moat used to do is it sort of creates a force field around things. Mm-hmm. What I want to do is basically use it to sort of trap the guards. I'm basically locking them into sort of little bubbles. And if anyone else, I'm sort of going to say it's to make them feel impotent, like they're beneath our notice. We will just lock them in and take what we want. Okay. That's interesting. So uh, go ahead and click moat for me so I can see what so it does. So spend a fate point. You can roll blast to defend anyone against any incoming damage as long as you keep your attention on it. Making an attack roll ends this effect. But the physical effect of it is always, in the old rules, was always it's basically making a force field. Okay. Uh, yeah, go ahead and spend a fate point to do that. So is the bubble visible by any chance? It always was, but I'm not sure it has to be. And let me, you're going to have to wait for me to go into the mask's rules if you want an answer to that, if I still have them. Uh, yep, still have them. Moat. Spend one burn to create a barrier that will hold back threats as long as you keep your attention on it. The GM may call for you to spend another burn if the barrier is threatened by particularly powerful enemies. So the sense. answer mechanically is... No, not unless I want it to. So, do you want it to be visible, is the question. I mean, at this point, if we're striding in past incapacitated guards, we are going a bit loud. So, yes, the golden barriers appear individually around the guards, sealing them in. All right. Let's so go. So, you get down and roll something. Actually, no, I shouldn't make this roll visibly because it has some stuff that would be important for you to know. So, actually, hmm. I've just realized something that I would know in character that may have made this all a waste of time. Hmm. Colin, can I have a look at what they're wearing? Do they seem to be in those new fake Venterium suits that everyone keeps talking about? Yes. Which is okay, why I was... let's not do that then. That's, which is why I was <laughs> like, this is... No, you've already, you've already said it, dude. Ah, <laughs> Come on, I would know that. Would you? Yeah, the team is it's, it's on our records. I'd, I'd know that. <laughs> if nothing else, there would have been something in the briefing. I can't keep all the events of this game in my head. So, so, so. Okay, okay. Here's what I'll do. I will let you walk your action back if you give me a fate point. I'm not going to take one away from you, but I want you to give one to me. You can have an extra fate point. Excellent. You may walk that action back. I very much. So I'm, as I'm about to do it, I basically look at their clothes and I guess because it's you giving me a fake point, E at the last minute grabs, sort of just pats me on the shoulder and sort of points at the armor. He wouldn't pat you on the shoulder. He would grab your hand. Okay. But yes. I mean, it, it, it's not actually sort of cast with my hands, but yeah, sure. He, he, he draws my attention in some way and then points to the armor. Yes. I mean, we're still probably going to have to go loud at this point. He is a pyrokinetic, so he is definitely not a subtle guy. <laughs> Tell me about the floor. Does it seem to... What's it look like? Marble. Marble. Yeah. Plan B, then. I can make blasts anywhere. That is a canonical thing that I can do. It is. Yes. You have stated that before. In that case, let's just blast the floor out from under them. So, they just fall down a floor. Alright, I'm going to need you to roll 
last, I've not thought of the physique of a marble floor. I'm going to say it's plus two. So. Okay. Uh, oh no, you haven't rolled blast yet. Go ahead and roll blast. I've destroyed buildings. This shouldn't be a hard roll. It's a seven. I'm guess, what? I... guess what? You definitely beat a two. Because I rolled, I rolled completely net neutral. I rolled two pluses and two minuses. If I can't beat a floor, then there's definitely something wrong with this game. <laughs> <laughs> On a seven, then I'm assuming I get all of them. Because that is yes, yes. Uh, and honestly, I'm going to roll to see if they get hurt falling ten feet or falling one floor. I'm not sure how. Can I say that part of my successful style is to do it in? a way that's quite flashy, but designed to make it as easy on them as possible. Yeah, sure. So they fall, there's a beat, and then all of a sudden alarms start going off. And at that point, E just sort of melts through the vent and lands on the marble floor beneath you guys. Okay. I mean, next up, let's go grab the thing. The the mission's to grab the thing, not to fight everyone. Yep. So the room that you guys are trying to get into is a separate room that's like yeah, yeah it's a like room. The glass, yeah. So shutters just slam down in front of it, and then he just sort of like cocks his shoulders, puts a flame to it, and then immediately just goes and grabs his head. I have a metal arm. You do have a metal arm. What are you gonna do? Just gonna rip a hole in the shutters. All right, these are designed to not be ripped, so it's going to be pretty difficult. Uh, go ahead uh, and roll fight. Uh, no, I'm saying you can do it. It's just that yeah. they're designed to not have that be done. So go ahead and roll fight right, let's at hope. difficulty, let's say six. Sweet. So because you're only tying it, you can succeed at a minor cost. No, I refuse. I love to fight. All right, so you're spending a fate point to... All right. I'm not taking the cost just yet. I may. I don't know what's going to happen, but I've got six fate points and I'm burning through them all this session. All right. So, yeah, you rip it open. And at this point, he moves over, puts his hand to the glass and starts melting that instead and just like, sort of steps through, grabs the machine and uh, hands it to you. Can we just leave? Seems like we can just leave now. He starts... Heading through, and, and as he turns around, uh, you hear someone go, "All right, I'm not quite entirely sure what that is because the pencil necks don't tell me much about what's going on down here." But you need to put it back right now. And you see a woman, kind of stockly built, but looks like she's got some muscles on her. Also, wings. She, she's got wings, and she's holding a sword in one hand and pointing a spear at you with another. Again, we can just leave. <laughs> Why are we still here? He starts moving towards the elevator shaft, just like starts walking and she starts moving towards him and says, nah, are you going to do anything? I mean, of course I'm going to do something. I'm going to grab her and throw her back. All right. I need you to roll fight versus her fight. You need to be the, why is that? No, you need to be an eight. It's supposed to be a plus six, not plus seven. I don't know why he keeps going up to plus seven. Well, mine's a plus five, so that's a six. All right. You go to grab her, and she immediately just, like, swings and, like, backhands you and starts moving towards E, who is going to use his fire on her. All right, so he gets an eight. She has to roll physique. And I believe she is... Yes, she is at a plus two because she is wearing a rundium. So her physique is technically seven. Okay, she still failed, and he succeeded with style, actually. Uh, but the Arundium gets an attack against his physique. The Arundium run, rolls a two, and his physique gets a four. So he's completely fine as he burns her to the tune of a two-shift hit. So I'm going to mark that for her on her physical stress. And at this point, he starts running towards the elevator shaft. Well, if she's been knocked back, mm-hmm. 
I can't kill her. I obviously can't kill her. Oh, I'm going to get chewed out for this. The only way that I'm going to get away with not killing her is if I make a show of force. No one can stop us. Oh wait, oh no, it's actually a three shift hit because that's only supposed to be a plus seven. I don't know why sometimes it gives me the wrong numbers. So I'm going to edit her box real quick. You keep go ahead. You, you said ahead. she's got wings. Yeah, she's got wings. And if she's wearing armor, so flight is a power, which means that for her to have that power, the wings have to be uncovered by the armor. Correct. Well, it also could be part of her physical makeup. Yeah, but still, the, the either way, it would, had to be on, the wings would have, have to have some. Yes, exactly. The wings would have to have some kind of power in them because yeah. otherwise, wings don't have the physical lift to, like. Oh, that's what you meant. I thought armor. I thought you meant cosmically. Okay, never mind. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Get what you're saying. Now. So it's, it's the flight still has to be a power as opposed to a physical like biology. Just biology. It has to be biology plus power. So either way, they're unco- I'm gonna have to rip her wings off, Colin. Okay. That sounds like you're trying to fight. So she is going to also roll to counter fight. Okay. So she rolled neutrally. Hmm. Just so we're clear, she's rolling fight to defend. So all she has to do is beat your number. She doesn't get like a counter attack or anything if you fail. Like you don't take damage if you fail. It's just she doesn't take damage. Mm, who says I'm fight? Who says I'm? No, I did say rip. You did say rip. Yeah. Okay, I'll go and rip. And because the wings are uncovered, the best thing is that's not going to be affected by armor, which is some small comfort. So that's a six, and I am going to spend a fate point to make it work. I'm also going to spend a fate point invoking the aspect literal Valkyrie, so it is still a tie, which means you can succeed at a minor cost. Uh, yeah, I'll do that at okay, this point. Okay, so she... So you remember how I said that she gets a counterattack? She doesn't, mm-hmm. or she doesn't get a counterattack. That's not true. Uh, you're taking a physical stress as like you come into like try and rip something off. She will go ahead and she will slice at you with her sword. It seems to be made out of either venterium or arundium because it does hurt. So uh, mark your first physical stress box, and she's also going to mark her first physical stress box because you did succeed. So she looks at you and she goes all right that's enough and she's going to try and grab you and like slam you out of the building so uh she's going to roll fight you can either roll athletics or fight to avoid it well my athletics is shit so i'm gonna have to fight she got a six stop rolling good colin this is i'm not rolling helping. neutrally actually okay five all right yep um she slams into you and flies you out of the building like the glass shatters and you're now separated from the devices back in the building and she just like tries to throw you down onto the ground uh, but you can fly so it can eventually stop it's still a very long way I'm not going to say that she automatically gets to throw you 83 floors down oh, I don't know how they're watching me so I've still got to make this look real right then you've also not told me if I have to mark a stress box or not no, you don't have to. Uh, this was not damaging. This was um, this was to get you out of the building. The role's purpose was to get you away from the goodie. Oh, so she's not followed me. Oh, no, she's she's out there with you. She's oh, going to make sure that you don't go back into the building to get the goodie. Wasn't the fire guy holding the goodie? No. He handed it to you and then ran for the elevator shaft. And you don't know what happened after that. Okay, I'm going to assume that L's hanging around somewhere, so... No, I, I do have to go for the goodie. Um, but I have some element of faux super speed, so. All right, so uh, it sounds like you both are rolling athletics. You to get past her and her to stop you. No, that's a terrible idea because my athletics is shit. It's two. And hers is probably her second highest stat. No, actually not. What can I do? You have fate points as well. Uh, no, I'm going to fight her. So what I do 
I start flying and build up speed and basically what I'm going to try and do is hit her in a way that I'm basically wind up back in the building surfing on her back but also still trying to tear her wings off alright so I'm basically sort of kicking her in the back with enough speed to essentially land on her back on the floor we came from and use the sort of force of that to rip okay so I will say that she's going to roll athletics to um hmm I mean for me it's a fight yeah, for use, definitely a fight. I'm just trying to decide if I want to use physique or athletics. Just to, like, either have her just no-sell the hit or and, like, stay put or try and dodge out of the way. And I think for this particular one, I'm going to try and have her dodge out of the way. So I mean, She that... definitely wants to dodge because even with armor, you can't armor away physics. So I'm still going to be hitting her at speed. All right, so you need to beat a three. That's a seven, mate. That's a seven. You succeed with style. Okay. I guess wind up back where we started. Yep, you're back in the building, and she's going to try and kick you off of her into the ceiling, so um, um, she is going to definitely be rolling fight. I'm on her, I'm on her back. That would be oh, difficult. On her back, then, then she would just, like, use her arms to, like, do a push-up and just, like, leap up into the air. She's got super strength, by the yeah, way. Yeah. So it's, so. No, no, no. She need to be an eight. Can I do that mechanically? I mean, you can roll physique. You can roll... Um, or I think physique or athletics because I don't think you'd be able to counter fight this technically if I roll all pluses I can you, you realise that deception is currently my best stat with fight the second best so I literally can't beat an 8 with any other roll other than deception you can't roll deception for this no deception is a social stat yeah <sighs> so basically at this point you're trying to mitigate damage not take the 6 all right, so mark your second stress box. Okay. So she slams you up into the ceiling and basically forces you off of her, and she flies back, and she puts herself between you and the goodie, and at this point, some more troopers are arriving, like regular troopers, so at this point, one mob has arrived of the standard troopers. You may, at this point, call for backup if you wish. That's just a free yeah. thing you can you can do. Like I'm I'm not gonna yeah, make a call for it. I really don't want to expose mobs to danger, but at this I am half dead as well. Now you've just got plenty of consequences. Like the consequences are what you should really be worrying about, because once the scene is done, those those physical stress boxes go away. I'm going to try and tough it out a bit more because the excuse will still be very much I'm making a show of strength. If a second mob arrives, that's when I'm going to have to call for reinforcements because I won't be able to make that. At this point, it'll look like I'm deliberately trying to throw. So one mob, doable. Okay. So it's your turn. It is my turn. I'm done being nice. I'm going to blast her wings off. All right. For this one, I have to roll Fazika. She would not be able to athletics or fight her way away from your blast. So Okay, and I am using Overcharge, that lovely old thing. You have to beat the seven. Yeah, so over, Overcharge adds plus two to this roll. Okay. So that's a six. And then I'm not going to spend the fate point to make it to overdo the negative effects of overcharge but I am going to use cosmic destructive power to make that an 8. Okay so you succeed by 1 that's a 1 shift hit but because her first box is already marked she's going to uh, mark her second one so you've marked the first 3 out of 4 and you know that she has all 4 because her physique is plus 5. She does scream in pain at that and at this point the mob will start opening fire so currently, because they are a, because their mob strength is five, that and shoot is their best score, they are rolling at a plus five. So, roll what you want to defend a six, either athletics or physique. I've got rid of the stun and let me roll blast for this. Oh, fuck's sake, that's a one. Uh, so that's a four shift hit. So mark your no, that's that's five. So uh, you need to take a minor consequence. 
at least you can take a you can take a higher one if you want to subtract more but uh you need to take at least a minor and subtract and mark your third box are these bullets special in any way hmm are these bullets special in any way no but we have established because of the way that it, mm. game mechanics work your blur is being overwhelmed and you have eventually taken enough stuff to just take damage so what's the minor consequence you want to do uh, I just put got shot a little. Okay. Fuck it. At this point, I do have to escalate. Let's call in. Let's call in the stabby mob. I was going to say you can have five of a mixture of any of them. So you can have like two melee arranged to stealth in the tank, or you can have just five melee, or you can have five ranged, or but just choose you know, five. I'll go. With, I'll go with a tank. All of them tanks, or just a certain amount. Two tanks, two melee, one shooty guy. Yeah, at this point, they come up from the doorway from and... The, from the floor holes. Yeah, from the floor holes. Uh, the floor holes, the, uh, the the doorway that leads to the stairwell, you know, just various places. And the tanks run up and they start engaging with the DHEA troopers. And the shooty guy lifts his hand and fires at one of them. So I'm going to mark one of the DHEA troopers as uh, gone. So they lose that. Their shoot is now down to plus four. And here just goes, fuck me, and starts bull rushing you. She's going to be rolling fight and trying to stab you with her spear. And uh, I'm going to invoke your minor consequence, which gives me a plus two to that. So that's a nine. I can't beat that. I have absolutely no way of beating well, that. Well, you need to roll to mitigate the damage then. That's a five. Okay, so she succeeds with style, so I'm going to spend my other fate point and up the consequence by one. So you need to take a severe consequence. Great. So she basically just stabs you right in the chest. So I get the feeling that after my character's horribly designed or I just can't beat, win this battle, so this is going to be fun. Um, okay. Well, the, the troopers are currently busy, like, the, the mob is currently busy, so they won't be fighting against you now. So that's good. Yeah, I mean, it's a good thing because I have, at this point, something in all three consequences. Oh, shit. Yeah, bear in mind I never healed the mob, fully healed the moderate consequence. Oh, right, yeah. Alright, so, what are you gonna do? Um, I don't know. I mean, I've got no skills that can let me escape from her because she's faster than me. All I can do is fight my way out because I've got to beat her down to grab the thing to make this whole escapade worth it. Um, I don't know where he's. F oh no, he just randomly escaped and Ellen helping me. So, but the upside, you're you're out of fate points. I've still got one more. So, mm -hmm. <sighs> then again, if I mark her last stress box, well, I still have to beat her again to win, don't I? Yeah. Well, I've got no choice, so this may be the shortest evil run in the history of role-playing games, but fuck it, let's keep ripping the wings. That's a seven. Okay, uh, you're... Oh, that's fight? Okay, so she's going to roll uh, athletics to try and dodge that. That's a six, so she, um, if you want to... No, no, don't. Don't spend Don't spend your fate point, because... <gasps> no. no, that's a stupid idea, Colin. Yeah, because, um... I still need to escape. All right, so all of her physical boxes are marked, so she will now just start taking consequences. You start ripping her wings off. She, like, pushes you away to get get away before you can rip them off, and she, like, stretches them a little. She's like, oh, I haven't had this much fun in a while. She starts raising her speed to throw it. The building lurches and rocks and vibrates. She's going to have to roll athletics to avoid falling over, actually. You can just float so you're you're fine but she has to roll mm -hmm. uh, and she failed so she falls down drops her spear giving you the perfect opportunity to go if you want I know biology in character because mm -hmm. it's because one of the things I can do is sever things from inside right so what I do is I take her spear and she's on the ground, so hopefully on her front. 
yeah, she's on her front. So I stab her in the back in an area that I know isn't going to cause like long. It's going to be something that she's not going to die. An area that she's not going to die from, but it is going to pin her to the floor because I'm stabbing with enough strength to pass it through her into the ground. Okay, so this is going to succeed. I am going to call for a fight roll against her physique. The way this is going to work is if you fail, it's for her, it's a mild consequence. If you succeed, it is a moderate, and if it's a successful style, it is severe. So that's how we're going to do this. Okay. Um, that should only be a seven, or six, excuse me. That should only be a six. I don't know why it does that sometimes. Uh, that's a four. I'm not that's a four. Start. So it's a, it's a mild consequence for her, but that's all. She does scream as it, like, goes through. Like, you try going through her back, but she rolls at the last second, and, like, she gets it in the shoulder instead, and she does scream and, like, hold at the spear and the wound and trying to, like, get off of it, but it's going to take her a while. She's stuck in place now. She is stuck in place, yes. And I take it after when she's stuck in place, you grab the goodie and bail? No, because my instructions were send a message and lethal. Oh, okay. I don't think I think if I were to go back in this state the only message I've sent is E is a fucking pussy coward L bails on you the first chance he gets and really the minions are the only guys pulling their weight so you don't know this in character but L's power is that he can see through like electrical currents and so with him holding onto those wires he's providing scouting location for everybody else. He is pulling his weight. He's telling people where to go through this. He's not fighting. He is providing... He is the man in the chair in this situation. Okay, well, he's he's definitely not pulled his weight. You don't know where the fuck he's went. Yeah, he's he's run off. He's a... (sighs) The only way to send a message, as I said earlier, is I have to pull her wings off. Or kill her. Alright, so... Or at least remove one wing. It's about saying you don't step up to us because we will break you. Again, this is going to automatically succeed. Uh, If you fail, you get one wing. If you succeed, you get two. If you succeed with style, she is... Hmm. If I succeed with style, then she's out of the fight. Well, she's always going to be out of the fight regardless. Like She's currently technically out of the fight already. I'm just trying to see. So here's actually what I'm going to say. If you succeed, you tear off one wing. If you succeed with style, you tear off two wings. If you fail, you tear off both wings and she dies from blood loss. So I have a way of lowering my roll. (laughs) No, no, you don't want to lower your roll. You want to raise it because the fail state is her dying. So like... Succeeding with style gets you both wings. Success only gets you one. Failing gets you both wings, but she dies. So you want a high roll. And I'm going to roll physique for this. Please roll high, Colin. Roll high. (laughs) I'll give you a fake point. Okay, never mind. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Five. Five. I've Uh, got one fake. That should actually be a six. But I still failed. So I need to spend my last fate yes. point. I was, I was just about to say, but the last fate point will actually get you to success. Yeah, so spend last fate point. The aspect is love to fight if anyone cares. And I tear off the wing, throw it down in front of her and say, you do not stop us. No one stops us getting what we want. And then I sort of walk away. I grab the goodie with one hand and then almost walking between the fighting minions make it I get to the elevator shaft and looking her in the eye I begin floating down and as you're floating down you see E above you shooting down like a rocket like firing a bazooka or no he's basically like dive bombing from above you so he didn't go down when the fighting started he went up I mean is he aiming for me or no he's not aiming for you he's he's also leaving but he obviously did something else while you were doing all that. Okay, I'll start flying down. Presumably down's the way to go. Yeah. Literally can't do much of anything else because I'm pretty much dying at this point. Yep, you're back in the sub-basement. When L sees you and E arrive, 
he puts his hand up to his ear and talks through the earpiece. All right, everyone. Both primary and secondary objectives have been achieved. We're going home. Pop out now. And he adjusts something on his gauntlet and uh, teleports back to the base. I assume that you do too. Yeah. All right. Second we're back in the base, I I just turn to him and say, you abandoned the primary mission. Your primary mission, not mine. Cross me again, we'll see which one of us. I didn't cross you. I had a different objective. Ask A. Don't worry about that, I will. And at that point, he turns around and he starts heading towards the locker room. Right, I don't care about getting changed, so find A. Because I've still got this thing. Yep. I need to give yep. someone the thing. Yep, he's still in his office, and uh, when you approach it, he says, Good, you achieved it. You were watching you through your mask the entire time. You performed your duty admirably, though you should have killed Herja. But regardless, you succeeded. I felt it was better to send the message that we are strong and can't be beaten. Killing her would have accomplished the same goal, either regardless. You completed this secondary objective admirably, thank you. I wasn't. E ran away in the middle of the fight. I've taken a surprising amount of damage and I need medical attention. He did not run away from the fight. He was accomplishing the primary objective. What was so important that nearly cost my life? The death of Bradford Arlen. 